Jason. Today's episode of the Lee Summit Town Hall podcast is brought to the good people by Budget Blinds. Budget Blinds! I'm excited, Jason. I'm excited to talk about the home of the Enlightened Style Shades because this is the 20th anniversary of Budget Blinds of Lee Summit. All hail are almost legal to drink, <laughs> robot overlords. <laughs> They're almost there. They're almost old almost enough. Almost there. Hey, look, Jason, this is a local business. They're celebrating 20 years here in Lee Summit. And they're going to throw a party, and they're inviting everybody to come celebrate with them. Everybody's invited. Everybody's invited. So mark your calendars. August 26th, it's the fourth Friday event in downtown Lee Summit. There we go. August 26th, from 5 to 8 p.m., drop by Budget Blinds of Lee Summit in downtown. And look, look around. There'll be art there. There'll be music. There's food. There's drinks. There's drinks. Thank these people for being a part of the community, for being a great local business, and even more, Jason, as we've learned over the years, they're even greater people. They are. They are a fantastic business. They are fantastic folks. They do a great job with all the things that are going on in our community. Go out. Look, you, you know you want to come down to 4th Friday on the 26th anyway. You're going to be there, so you might as well swing in, tell them all hail, yell budget blinds at them. They love that. I'm sure it will be fantastic <laughs> if, they, if you go and do that. And, and – Partake in their celebration and thank them for being such a, a wonderful part of our community. And uh, Nick, more than that, if you want some really high quality, perhaps enlightened style shades, where do you go? You can go visit our friends at Budget Blinds of Lee Summit. Tell them Jason Nick sing it. Jason also celebrating 20 years in our community. Our other friends, Ask Kathy at Keller Williams Realty, 20 years. Serving the Lee Summit community. She has been, a, a, once again, a big part of our Lee Summit community for a long time. She's doing a lot of stuff. She's doing some cool stuff with you on the video side, interviewing all kinds of cool people in the city. But most important thing that she's doing is she and her team are helping you buy and sell your home here in Lee Summit. Jason, the Ask Kathy team is a force in the local real estate world. They are, they are doing awesome. Over 2,300 families helped. And in 2021, this was really cool, Jason, sold homes for 104% of asking price and average of five days. Right. And the market has cooled down a little bit, so your mileage may vary now. But By cooled down, you mean it's probably still smoking hot. Right. But, like, it wasn't – it's not necessarily insane at the moment. Who knows? I'm not the real estate expert. You know who is the real estate expert? Uh, is it Kathy? It's Kathy at Ask Kathy, Keller Williams Realty. So, look, if you are ready to buy or sell your home in Lee Summit, go visit our friends at Ask Kathy of Keller Williams. Tell them Jason and Nick sent you. Hello again, and welcome to Lee Summit Town Hall, a weekly podcast about what you can do to make a difference. I am Jason Norbury, and as always, I'm joined by a man who has already checked out for his upcoming trip. It's Nick Parker. It's true. The publisher of Link to Lee Summit. Not really. I mean, I want to say it's true, but it's not. Well, look, I, I know you've been doing some <clears throat> preparations for your trip uh, to go to the beer festival in Pittsburgh. Such hard work. That's your little cross promotion. One of our one of the other podcasts that I ho co-host and produce, Beers with Nigel, we're headed to a beer festival in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. It's a very cool festival, and I'm really excited for you, and I'm jealous that you get to go, and unfortunately, I had to deny your opportunity, or deny your offer to ride in the trunk on the way out there as an extra thing, <laughs> look, but I appreciate I'm it. I'm a man of the people. I offer you opportunities. So, hey, look, our, I'm going to say this. Our unofficial sponsor today is Tacos, because I haven't said that in a while, and we're going to go with it. So, 
let the people have tacos. Stay on brand, baby. Jason, let's 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 talk about some things coming up. All right. There's actually there's some some cool events. There's three things I really wanna I wanna make sure that people know about. First, uh, we had on last week our guests from Summit Theater Group. Remind everybody they have their tenth anniversary this month, and there's a cool kind of gala and a couple opportunities to come celebrate with them August nineteenth and twentieth here at Bridge Space, where we're recording now in the Bridge Space Studio. You can come in for a little. They've got a couple gala opportunities, and here's here's what they're doing. This is neat. They are going to do performances from every show they've done in the last ten years. Yeah, that's gonna be cool. So that'll be that'll be really cool. Go to their website, Jason. Do you remember what it is? Summit Theater Pickies Up dot org. And you can get your get your tickets for one of those two events. It's really cool, and it's a great way for you to support an important arts organization in our community. Also coming up, this this really appeals to to you and I a little. Maybe even more than the arts, Jason. It's food. Food. <laughs> Big food events coming up. Hey, Wings for Water, September 8th at Paragon Star. So this will be the first event over at the now under construction Paragon Star. Yeah, I'll be interested to see what the construction state looks like at that point. And in a couple weeks, Jason, we're going to have our friend Chris Turney, the founder of Wings for Water. He's going to be on again to tell us all about this year's event and how people can participate how they can come eat wings. If they just want to eat wings and vote, yeah. they can do that too. I mean, look, this, uh, look, if the event keeps growing, that he keeps needing to move from space to space to space over and over again, eventually it's just going to be Wings for Water in early September in the Midwest. Right. So <laughs> at, at many locations across the Midwest there is where it's going to be. And the other big food one coming up is the annual Chili Fest happening October 15th at Bridge Space Station. This, this is a really fun one. And if you're a serious chili cook-off person – it's even a, a CASA certified, or Cassie, sorry. Cassie. Cassie certified uh, event. So you can, you know, if you win, you move on to. to you get points and you get to qualify for things. Right. And it does stuff. And, now, yeah. you and I are retiring from chili cooking this year. We're going to focus our efforts just on the host. We're and here, we are going to be here to entertain the masses and not punish them with our chili. So we're working, I'm not going to spoil anything, but we're working on a few ideas. We're going to have a lot of fun. It's already a lot of fun at this event. There's, you can come out. You, if you want to cook, you can, you can get a team and sponsor the event. Benefits, Coldwater of Lee Summit, Developing Potential, Inc., and the Lee Summit Jazz Orchestra. So if you want to come out and just eat some chili and support the causes, you can do that. If you want to cook, uh, I think they're, they're taking teams. Go over to, uh, to bridgespace.com. US slash Chili Fest, and you can sign up your team. There you go. So there's a, there's some events. You can support some good causes, have some fun, see some food, and maybe if you're lucky, you get to hear us. There you go. I mean, look, how much luckier could the people get? Uh, not much more than that, honestly. Okay. The news side of, of today's episode, Jason, um, really there's, there's one story circulating, focusing on Lee Summit right now, and I want to just, 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 review ever for everybody a little bit of kind of what's what's going on there was a private event was booked for summit waves pool facility that's run by lisa summit parks and recreation it was it was booked for saturday night august 6th and a few hours before the event was supposed to happen lisa summit parks and recreation made a decision to cancel the event according to their their statements it was it was made because they weren't it was safety concerns they weren't thinking that they were going to be um, fully staffed to be able to handle that many people. And some of that was because the the event started to be posted on social media, and there was a lot of other things about it. 
Jason, we don't know really a whole lot about what happened. What we do know is, according to the statement from Lisa Parks and Recreation, they made repeated attempts to contact the family to let them know that it was going to be canceled. They weren't able to talk to the family. Or the family didn't respond until a couple hours before, and then people still showed up for the event. And so there was a confrontation. It's important to note that the, it is a family of color, and they have said in their statements, they've also put out statements, they've said in their statements that they feel the decision was at least partially based on race. Lisa Parks and Recreation has since put out another statement kind of talking about their internal investigation that they did and some of their processes. They've apologized to the family. Lisa Mayor Bill Baird also has weighed in with his own statement. And in that statement, he called for more investigation and also called for change so that these type of things don't happen and that and that people think about how, they, how they're talking to and the actions they use when they're working with the public so this doesn't happen again. Jason, that's really all we know, right? So far, yes. Because none of us were there. There aren't a lot of details yet coming out or that people are willing to talk with us about. Well, and, and keep in mind that, like, you know, and not to put, like, you know, negative spin, but, like, whenever you release a public statement, you are releasing a public statement to tell your side of the story. And so the facts that you put out there are going to be the facts as, well, as you see them, but also probably the ones that reflect best on you. Right. But I think that's, Jason, where we're, we're – as of right now, what we're what we're being told, what's being put out there, that's kind of the end of the of the news part. What I really want to talk about, though, Jason, is and this is where we're going to shift more into analysis and you and I kind of our perspectives as we look at that. Is this is just another situation where conversations about race and how we how we give experience to people in our community, right? How different people experience things and the words that we choose, the actions that we choose. We're going through this again. We've talked a lot about it over the years, Jason, with, with the school district mostly, but the, and this one is, is, is with our, our city and our parks department. But we've got to have – we've got to figure out how to do this better. Right. And I was uh, – let's – I'm going to caveat on the front end. These conversations are really, really hard to have because, I mean, A, there's a lot of feelings involved and there's a lot of – like people hold a lot of value in – not thinking of themselves or really wanting to be thought of as racist. And there's all that stuff that comes into it. And so every time we have one of these conversations, you know, in a, in a predominantly white community like this one, there's always a lot of inflammatory stuff that, that happens and people get very, their backs up in a big hurry. But I want to, I want a couple of things to put here. I think it's important to note, and we want to keep this in the conversation as it goes forward is the family who booked the thing definitely experienced racism because their experience of the event is the thing that they can, they can go with. And they, you know, a black family is going to understand like what racism feels like a lot better than most other people in anywhere. And, and so just keeping their experience in there, what they experienced. And if they say this was, we felt like it was racist, then that's a thing that is true on its front. Right. I think I, I, I think, you know, part of the problem when we've had these conversations in the past and now is it feels like the I'm gonna air quote this one debate, right? The 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 back and forth that people have is solely on the was it, was it not, or what was the intent? Is that person really a racist or did that what is they say? And and that's 
part of it. But I think the other part that that seems to be missing a lot is context, Jason. And you know, we started this entire podcast with that one word, right? We're going to talk about the context so, surrounding, and I think it's I think it's important that when we when we we have these conversations as a community, that we're, we we are taking into account all of the context, and that's the experience of the people who are making the accusation, right? Mm-hmm. And also, and and also the the context surrounding the the group, right? That that made the initial decision, the action that's in question, right? And and you have to take all of those things into consideration, and you can't ignore you can't ignore anyone who experiences a feeling of being attacked or of being, I don't know, what's, what's the right word I want? Being racist? Well, I mean, but <laughs> racisted? a victim of racism. <laughs> a victim of racism. Thank as, you. They, I, as they experience it. I and lost this my is, words. And this is the thing that is, it's a really, really difficult thing because like not only we could, you could go through this whole process, right? I mean, like, and it is within the realm of the sort of the box of events as we have seen all of the statements so far that LSPR followed all of their practices and procedures to the letter, did the things that they were supposed to do. Now, I don't know that that's the case, but you could you could draw this scenario up, that they had a list of procedures that they wanted to do, and they did those things, and they did all the stuff, and they made all the efforts, and they did whatever, and they, they canceled the event for what they perceived as completely neutral, facts-based reasons. Like, we, we expected a crowd, I think, in their statement that it said 250, but there were other... Some statement has said something of 500 people being there and all of that stuff. And then, like, that can all be true. And because, you know, of the environment that we live in, in America, in 21st century, the people in the back end of that, because it is a very white facing organization versus a black, you know, you know, at that moment in conflict with a black family, they can perceive that. And like all of those things, like that can literally all All be true. All of those can be true at the same time. And I think, I think one thing you and I have tried to emphasize to be a part of any of these conversations is that the intent could have been good, but that doesn't mean the process wasn't flawed. Right. Or it doesn't, it doesn't mean that there isn't, doesn't need to be a call for a change in the process or even in the way you communicate. Right. And, and this is, and I think this is the part, and we've never, we have yet to get to this spot. And maybe some of the folks at R7 who have dealt with, and this is the parallel to this, right? When we had these conversations, when the, where the equity conversation was starting and students were coming forth with their stories about receiving racist treatment from people in the district, whether it was other students or staff or, or administration or whatever, that like there were so many people, especially, you know, on the board and some others that got very upset, like, I don't mean to be racist. And like, well, that may be the case. And you may be doing all the things you know how to do, but that is. And so maybe there's some come, but the, the next step of this, and this is the part where this is, is how do we, res- how does that get resolved in a way that is helpful to not only Parks and Rec or the city or whatever the the organization is in this this powerful organization in this question and to the satisfaction of the family and there, obviously there's a dissatisfaction and because they didn't get to have their event and that was upsetting and mad and that's part like that's one that we're just going to have to be dealt with but is there a way going forward for the city to have a conversation to communicate and engage with the family that that helps resolve or address and whether that is 
the city find, you know, like the family and the city communicate and they identify ways that things could be better and there's a commitment to make those changes or there's enough information that put forth in conversations having that the family comes to an understanding that maybe they're, that, you know, that they're, I'm going to say that their feelings of racism were misplaced, but like that they feel like, okay, people are coming into this, there was good faith and maybe there was this one, uh, it was identified that there was one part-time employee of Summit Waves who made apparently a very racist comment on that's the internet. That's been since removed. Right, that's been since deleted, but that's out there. And so, like, all of those pieces, but, like, that part, that part of the engagement, like, forget for a minute, like, the whatever systemic changes need to happen in Parks and Rec or whatever, but, like, that's the conversation that's the hard one to have, is at that point, is, like, at the end of the day, can we get to a conversation where, like, either or both, honestly, where we can, you know, we can, like, the the victims here can, you know, understand the good intent or lack of good intent in the, you know, like can come to peace with that piece of it. And the city or the actor in this case can make the changes needed to be. And there's probably a piece of both in all. Well, of and I think, I, 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 I think you're right. That's really, that's the only way forward, whether it's, whether it's this situation or situations prior that we've talked about surrounding the school district or every time it comes up, right? I mean, there's things that come up every day. Right. And, it, and the only way to to really get through it and move forward, right, to get to the next step is if we can come to a place where where we can look at and look at the context, look at the things surrounding it and really have a conversation that says, okay, we're going to change our speech, our actions, our processes to match intent. Right, and and on the flip side of that, I mean, and, but then, and but but so that the intent is recognizing the perception of the people you're talking to, right? You're working with all of those things, and I think that that's the and of course the big piece of this is if that conversation occur, if that engagement occurs, it's not going to be in public. It's not going to be in you know we're not going to get it in press releases, right? We're not going to no. that that's not how this system works at all. The system, in fact, I would say a series of dueling press releases is. Uh, going to make the problem worse, not better as a whole. So that's going to happen. And then it's, I think it's incumbent on the city and not the family, but the city to come forth at the back end of it and say, we did this. We, we took on this process with the family. We've reached what both parties seem to understand is a resolution, whatever that is. And this is, and this I think is important. And this is what we, the city have learned and are going to change going forward that's the key part i think that's that's the key part it's not only that there was a mutual resolution to said problem but here's what we learned and here are the changes adjustments we're going to make going forward right and we will continue to review and have open dialogue and conversation so that any changes that need to be made will be made going forward right and but I right. think and, that- and i think and i think that's the thing is is all of that has to be and it's like any relationship that you have with anyone right it has to be fluid. You have to be willing to to look at their perspective. Another person, we were told this a long time ago when talking about the, the, the school district, it really comes down to empathy. Yeah. And I think that that's the thing. And so, and but that requires the engagement of both, both sides. And I think it, but, and then in the end, here's the thing, you know, the city is the powerful actor here, whether, I mean, whether you want to, whether the, you know, whether the mayor is 
politically trying to like say no that's LSPR and not like city city but in the end it's, it's part the, of the city it's the city of Lee Summit and it's the city of Lee Summit's responsibility to make do the make right on this in the end because they were the actor with power in the situation and and that's something that we just need to pay attention to. so just you know, we'll pay attention to it as a whole, but like we have a limited amount of knowledge. It's all being debated in press circles, you know, press releases at this point, and and not a lot's gonna. We're not gonna learn a ton more, like right this instant, until those parties can come together and the city can do the work necessary to make sure that this gets resolved in a way that makes sense. Jason, that's wrap us up for this week. We'll talk to everybody next time.